0: So you probably don't know this, but about two weeks ago, I got an infection in my eye. Uh, And uh, if you've ever had an infection in your eye, they're loads of fun. (laughs) Now, I also need to tell you that when I was, I think the last time I had a pair of glasses, I was probably 19, so, like, I've worn contacts that whole time. I, I just never had a pair of glasses. I didn't want a pair of glasses. I didn't like them. Uh, my prescription is so bad that that I literally, it's like looking out of magnifying glasses. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's very disorienting to me to wear my glasses. you like, it's, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but it feels like you're kind of in a fishbowl. You're like swimming, you know, when you turn your head. That's what it's like for me. So basically to wear glasses makes me kind of nauseous. You know, it messes with my equilibrium and it just, you know. And so, so the, the, this past few weeks, I've had to been, I've been dealing with this infection. I got, I got an antibiotic and, you know, it's making my eye better, but I couldn't wear my contact lens, you know. And so I didn't have glasses and I couldn't wear my contact. So I had one contact in and one contact out. And I don't know if you've ever lived that way, but it is a bit disorienting. Uh, and, 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 you know, you find yourself doing this. If you would have seen me last week at church, I was doing this a lot. People were making, I, I just want to say this, people were making pirate jokes. Uh, and I know who you are. Um, I, my wife tried to convince me to wear a patch. And I wasn't going to do it. Because one, I'd have to explain to everybody in the church why I had a patch on, you know. And the other was I didn't want people to make pirate jokes at me. Um, and, and so and it was, it was pretty, pretty amazing. But, but the thing about having your eyeball not work is that it can be so debilitating, you know. Like when you want to see and you can't see, that's not easy. It's just not, is it? And like you want to look at something and you can't see it. Your clarity is gone. Your ability to to zoom in on what actually is happening is gone. And I don't know about you, but there were times and there have been times in this last year that I felt like I couldn't see very well. Do you know what I mean? Where you felt a little off. You felt like your vision was cloudy. You felt like you weren't seeing things clearly like you used to see things. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about you, but last Easter, it was the first time in my life I had ever done Easter online. It was so weird. It was just like ever since I've been a follower of Christ, I've always went to church on Easter. I mean, come on. That's where you go. You go to church on Easter if you're a follower of Jesus. And so that's, that was just so weird. I remember my wife and I and our family, we were sitting around the table on Easter Sunday and it was like, what are we doing? This is so weird. I mean, our kids had never experienced that before. And it was very kind of weird. It was just unsettling and seemed like things were off. And I don't know about you, but I've felt like that a lot. I've felt that, that, that things are just a little off. I'm not seeing as clearly sometimes now uh, some of you have probably done really well in this season you know you've done a good job you've stayed focused and your, your vision was pretty clear but then some of us maybe have gotten a little off you know what I mean like we just haven't been seen as good and here's the other thing I don't know how people make it without Jesus Like, I really don't. Like, I mean, mean, I'm just saying, like, if you could do life with Jesus or without him, I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't do it with him. Because if you're in a, a season like we just went through, trying to do that on your own is not easy. Matter of fact, I'd go as far as saying it might be foolish. And so Jesus, Jesus is available to us. And some of us did a good job and some of us didn't, you know, like there were moments and maybe there were, you know, and you just kind of went back and forth. You had these moments of de- disequilibrium and you weren't seen as clearly as you possibly could. But, but we all know what we're talking about here. Maybe you even had this thought. Where was God? Where's God in all of this? What's God up to? Because, I mean, he doesn't seem to be fixing this problem and, 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 and our whole world is this and that. And, and, and you know what I'm saying. You get to this point where you're like, I just don't understand, God. Why aren't you doing something about this situation? Here's the thing that I think we've got to see. That in the middle of that problem, right? In the middle of the focus on the pain, the focus on the problem, the focus on the situation, the thing that happens is we get so focused on that. Because all I could see was I couldn't see. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's like, all I see is this eye is not working, God. And it's so close and so real that that's all we can see. But here's the thing I want you to see today. It's right there. It's like almost on just the other side of that. Just just a little bit further on the other side of that is a truth that God wants us to see. And that is when Things don't seem to be working. Come on. There's a chance that we have to remember that God is always working. So what I mean is, it's like when we think he's not working, right? Because that's all we can see. It's like, gosh, are you going to do something, Lord? The thing we've got to understand is that moment of pain or that situation that we're in is really one of those things that can turn us to a truth that will actually help us not just weather it, but thrive through it. Yeah. And that is, even when I can't see it, yeah. he's working. Even when I can't or don't feel it, he's working. Come on, feelers. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes your feelings get a hold of you and you start to doubt. You start to wonder if God's going to do anything. You start to be determined somewhat by your emotions. And the thing that we've got to see, and that's what I love about this song that we sang, is that even when we don't see it, he's working. Even when we don't feel it, he's working. You never stop. That's what it says. You never stop. You're always working. I love that reminder for us today. That even when we look at the problems that we have, all of the challenges that we've faced, that on Easter Sunday, we can be reminded again that we serve a God that is always working. He's always working. Whether you believe it or not, He's working. And if you don't believe me, as they say, well, let's read it from the horse's mouth. In John chapter 5. This guy that we're celebrating today named Jesus. He's getting hammered by religious leaders. They're coming after him. You know what they're coming after him for? He's done a really bad thing. He healed somebody on the Sabbath. How dare he? How dare he do that? And this is what what we read in verse 16, chapter 5. So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus. Harassing Jesus? Who does that? Would you harass Jesus? I wouldn't. So they began harassing Jesus for what? Breaking the Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, I love this. My father is always working. And so am I. Straight from the horse's mouth. Whether you see it, whether you feel it, the Bible says that the father is always working and his son is always working. They're working on our behalf to bring about the redemptive story of God in this world. And all of the things that we're gonna talk about in just a moment are possible because they are always working, even when we can't see it. Verse 18, so the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. For he not only broke the Sabbath by healing somebody on the Sabbath, he called God his Father, thereby making himself equal with God. So Jesus needed to explain something to him. Now, rather than saying, hey guys, you got it all wrong. That's not true of me. (laughs) He doubles down. He says this. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do only can, can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. Do you notice what he's doing? He's bringing these two things together. He's saying, yeah, yeah, I know you're really upset about me healing somebody on the Sabbath, but now you're really gonna be upset with me. Because in essence, he's saying something that's blasphemy. For the father loves the son, and he shows him everything that he's doing. In fact, the Father shows him, look at this, how to do even greater works than healing this man. So, so oh, I love that. I love that right here, Jesus is saying, oh, you, I know you were really excited about the healing because it got you all excited and you, now you're upset with me, but I'm going to do even more things and they're going to be even greater. That's what he's saying. All yeah. oh, these guys were upset. And then watch this. There's this line. I hope You got to see it. He says, then you will be truly astonished. So in other words, he's going to do things. Now, if healing a man wasn't astonishing enough, he says, I'm going to do things that literally are going to make you astonished. Now, if I asked you, if we were in an acting class, right? I mean, all of you have probably taken acting. If you were in an acting and I asked you, okay, I need you to act astonished. Can you give me, give me your best astonished kind of reaction? Okay? You ready? Everybody, ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. That's pretty good. You guys are... I mean, that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's not really so much like this. That's like, I'm surprised or something. But astonished, like. So, So what Jesus is saying is that I'm going to do some things that are going to make you do that. And then he goes on and says, for just as the father gives life to those he raises from the dead. Look at this. So the son gives life to anyone he wants. When you think about the resurrection of Jesus, it's not just that God resurrected people. God could raise people all the time if he wanted to. It's that he resurrected his son. And that his son now offers all of us, if we want it, life. Life that we didn't have before. Matter of fact, the life that you're living right now without Jesus ain't life. You think it's life, but it's not life because it's not coming from Jesus. And so here's the point. Jesus is very clearly saying, me and the Father, we're one. We are one. And not only are we one, but I am always working just like my dad is working. I'm always working on behalf of the people that that God has given me. I'm always working, and then, and, and then and this is the best part, is not only are you going to see miracles, but I healed this man, but you're going to see even greater things. That's what Jesus is telling us. Greater things than the healing of this man. And so here's the point. Since Jesus is always working, what do we need to learn from that? You know what I'm saying? What is it that we need to learn in the middle of our challenges, in the middle of our difficulties, in the middle of the pandemics that we go through, when we will go through them again, what do we need to see? What's wrong with our vision right now that we need to see? And that is simply this. Jesus is always working. And the result of that, listen, the resurrection of Jesus (laughs) ushers in new paths, new promises, and new possibilities. Did you know that? So because of the resurrection of Jesus, we now have the ability to enter into new paths, new promises, and new possibilities. Do you need some of that today? And that's the Bible speaking to all of us today, that Jesus is the one that brings these things to pass. Because I don't know if you know this, but Jesus is alive and well. Yeah, he's alive and well. And he's doing just fine. He's not wringing his hands. He's not worried. He's not freaking out. He's doing just fine. And the reason that's important (laughs) is when we're not doing fine, he is. I'm not sure if you guys got that. When we're not doing fine, Jesus is. The fact that Jesus is resurrected means that we can also experience that kind of resurrection in our life. And so for just a moment, I want to zero in on a few of the truths that come out of this song that we sang earlier, Waymaker. The first is this. Because Jesus is always working, Number one, Jesus is, and I stress this word, presently, presently the way maker. It's not that just Jesus did stuff in the past. It's not just that God did stuff in the past. It's that he is working now, that Jesus is presently our way maker. And that's so important that we see, because isn't it true that sometimes when we read the Bible, we're like, oh, that, you know, that was great for them. Wow, did you see what God did back then? And we forget the fact that He's the same God. He's the same God presently creating those ways that we need today. Now, whether we believe that or not is up to you, but the Bible's very clear that Jesus is presently our way maker. Listen to this. And this is in Psalm 77. I love this uh, verse. You, you got to hear it. Psalm 77, 19. Listen to this. Your road leads through the sea, <laughs> your pathways through the mighty waters. Now you're like, well, why is that so cool, Pastor? Listen, you got to see this. This is talking about this moment in history where Israel was. St- standing looking at a sea they were looking at the red sea and they recognized in their own ability i'm not sure we can get across that sea and then they look back and there's an army coming to kill them that's a bit of a pickle and so they're looking at the sea And they're looking back and they're thinking, what are we going to do? And what I love about this psalm is he's saying, your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters. And then he says this, a pathway that no one knew was there. Oh, come on. So in other words, they were looking at the sea. They couldn't see the pathway. All they could see was the sea. All they could see was the army, but God saw a pathway through the sea. In other words, he saw something they didn't see. He saw something. He knew there was a pathway. He knows there's a pathway for you right now in the situation you're in. You're like, I don't know how I'm getting out of this. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. And God says, relax, child. I love you. You don't think I can make a path in the middle of your misery? Of course I can. See, Jesus is presently our way maker. Oh, that gives me so much encouragement. I love the fact that my God can create things out of nothing. Can you do that? No. The answer is no. (laughs) He creates things out of nothing. Nothing. And he can create a path in the middle of your problem. And I I just wonder, perhaps you're sitting there today. Maybe you came to Easter today. And you're looking at that sea. And you're thinking, man, there's no way I'm getting through this. And I just want you to be reminded today that you serve a God that is presently a way maker in your situation. And Easter is a reminder for us of that truth. The second thing we've got to see is that Jesus is presently the miracle worker. Oh, isn't that good? He's presently the miracle worker. Listen to this in Micah seven fifteen. He says, yes, says the Lord. I will do mighty miracles for you. God says he'll do mighty miracles for you. Like those I did when I rescued Israel from slavery in Egypt. Do you see what's happening? He's helping us. We're looking back to see what God has done. We're looking back and remembering all of his faithfulness. And the reason he keeps reminding us of this, the reason the Bible keeps bringing us back to this Red Sea stuff and this Egypt stuff and all the stuff that God did is so that we would remember that if he did it for them, he can do it for you. If he did it for them, He can do it for you. So if God is a miracle worker, then he can be a miracle worker now. He doesn't change. It never goes away. He didn't like one day wake up and said, no, I'm good. I don't ever want to do those again. Nope, none of that. And so we're reminded again that he's a miracle worker. When he brought those plagues on Egypt, no one else was doing that. That's a miracle. When he parted the Red Sea, miracle. When he brought manna from heaven to feed Israel, miracle. Come on. When, when Jesus healed that man, miracle. And what Jesus did in Jesse's life, miracle. See, see what happens is we think it's all back there. But we've got to see that it's right here. I remember when I got the call. Nate called me and told me what was going on. And you know, I don't know what God is going to do sometimes in any given situation. But whether I know what he's going to do or whether I even believe it or not, it doesn't change who he is. See, he's still a miracle worker. In that moment, all I knew to do was to reach for a God that could. And here's the thing that you don't see in the the video that I wanted to share with you. Clearly, God did an amazing work in Jesse. Yes. And they were at their appointment. It was uh, when he was about two. And they were at this appointment. And this is the thing that you don't get from from the video that I want to share with you. Is that he had what they called like level three or level four. Uh, brain bleeds in his brain. That's why his head was swelling, the fluid. And and the pressure that that creates on the brain can lead to all kinds of cognitive problems. So his brain might not have worked like it was supposed to work. You get what, get, get what I'm saying? And they put a port in his head to drain the fluid out of his brain, which eventually would normally turn into a shunt that goes down into his belly that he would have to live with the rest of his life so that the fluid on his brain could be drained on a regular basis, okay? I want to read something to you from Amy. She wrote this, and I I want to read it to you because I really don't want you to miss this. Watch this. She says, at Jesse's last follow-up appointment, before he got his reservoir removed when he was two. Notice the reservoir was being removed. Get that. Then, she says, throughout the whole appointment, Jesse was walking around the exam room and climbing onto the exam table. He he was just all over the place. He he was doing what normal two-year-olds do. And if you know Jesse, that kid is all over the place. He's climbing, he's talking, he's interacting. And all the things that they thought might not work are working. He's running, he's playing, he's jumping, he's joyful. There's all these things happening. And and, and like here's the part that I want you to see. He was his normal, expressive self, and he was engaged with this doctor during the appointment. Now listen. As the doctor finishes his examination, he goes to leave, he opens the door, and as he opens the door, he turns back. He turns back and he looks at Amy and he looks at Jesse and this is what he says and I quote incredible. Incredible. Do you remember what Jesus said? He said in John 5 20 then you will be truly what? Astonished. Oh I love it. This is a neurosurgeon who is pretty high on science. And I love that he's high on science because it helps people, right? But boy, he looked back and he was like, astonishing. That's what God does. See, we try to explain everything and put it all in our little boxes and we think this, 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 and then if we do this, it's going to happen. That's not how God's always working. See, God is a way maker. God works with faith. That's what he's interested in. And so we can't always see that, can we? It's like you can't see gravity until you jump. (laughs) That's when you see it. See my point? is that we might not be able to see it, but he's working. And he was working in Jesse's life. And I don't want us to miss this fact, that Jesus is a miracle worker. And every time I see that little kid running around, I see a little miracle running around. And I say, praise God for that little miracle. Because he's done an amazing work in Jesse's life. And I believe he's going to get glory for that. And someday Jesse's going to stand on a stage and tell people about what God did in his life. And what are you going to do? Argue with him? (laughs) Seriously. What are you going to do? You can't argue with a miracle. That's what I love about miracles. You just kind of have to sit there and go, yeah, you got that one. (laughs) Can you imagine? The Red Sea parting? How do you argue with that? How do you argue with a little boy that I wasn't going to make it and I was running around medicine's great and I'm all for it but God does things that medicine can't do yeah. 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 I love the fact that God is astonishing us on a regular basis I really do and here's the thing about Easter that we've all got to see listen I mean you've got to see this Is Jesus being alive today as we celebrate him? As cool as Jesse's story is, it's not even close to the miracle of Jesus' resurrection. That's my point, is that the implications, the massive implications, of Jesus being resurrected from the grave means that I can be restored back to God and he will bring life into my life at a level that I can't even imagine. See, number three, Jesus is presently our promise keeper. Did you know it? Jesus is presently our promise keeper. He is keeping his promises. Listen to this in verse 19. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. That's important. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he's doing. Do you get what he's saying? In other words, if God keeps his promises, so does Jesus. If God is is a promise keeper, that means Jesus is a promise keeper. He's not just a promise keeper from the past. He's a promise keeper today. You're starting to get it. Is that presently he is a promise keeper? And the resurrection of Jesus Christ is an exclamation point on the redemptive plan of God. It is the biggest promise ever, ever kept in human history, and all of us are the beneficiaries of it. Oh, that's such good news. Oh, it's not just about eggs, it's not just about bunnies. Forget the bunnies. It's about the resurrection. Oh, it's about the resurrection. And I I suspect that there have been moments in your life, whether it's been recent or in the past, that you have believed at some point that God has failed you. And I just want to say to you, I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to feel like being let down, don't you? Have you ever had someone not keep a promise? It hurts. It's difficult. I can empathize with that position because I've had it done in my life. But here's the thing that we've got to see. With God, it's not possible. With God, it's not possible for him to fail us. He doesn't do that. And so what we have to make sure we do is that when we're going through difficulties where we feel like he has failed us, where we feel like we can't go on, when, we, when we, we aren't seeing it the way that we need to see it, we have to remember that God is faithful. God will keep his promises. He may not always come at the time that we want him. Isn't it true that sometimes we say to God, God, if you'll do this, 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 and this, I'm good. But if you don't show up in this, 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 and this way, I'm out. Yes? Yes? We do that. But here's the thing you got to see. That's not how God works. You don't get to define what God does. He's not your monkey. He's not your cosmic genie. No. He is the creator of all things. The creator tells the creation what to do. And so that's why we have to remember again that he is the one that we can trust. He always keeps his promises. And that is what we have to see in Jesus. And then finally, I'll end with this. The last, last thing that I think we need to see is that Jesus is presently the light in the darkness. He's presently the light in the darkness. So have you ever walked into a dark room and it's just pitch black, and you I mean you can't see anything, right? And and, and maybe you had like a little candle or a little light or a little flashlight, it's amazing how that, that illuminates the situation. It may not illuminate the entire room. But it illuminates that moment or that place right there, right? And the thing we've got to see, and this is what the Bible understands. Listen, in John 1, 5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness, listen, can never extinguish it. In other words, wherever the light is, darkness has to flee. You get that. There's a reason the Bible refers to Jesus as the light. Because wherever the light is, darkness has to flee. I don't know what kind of darkness you're going through today, but at Resurrection Sunday, be reminded again that He is the light in the darkness. In the middle of your darkness, in the middle of this situation that you find yourself in, in the middle of our world, in the middle of the frustrations, in the middle of politics, in the middle of this, that, or the other, in the middle of a pandemic. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. He's not freaked out, (laughs) He's not worried. He's not wringing his hands going, I don't know what we're going to do, guys. Nope. He knows exactly what he's going to do. He's the light. As a matter of fact, he brings possibilities into impossible situations. Even when you don't feel it, even when you don't see it, he's working. You starting to get it. See, that's what resurrection is. That's what the resurrection of Jesus is all about. See, the resurrection of Jesus brings new paths, new promises, new possibilities. And more succinctly, listen (laughs) Jesus brings hope into our hopeless situations. Perhaps you feel hopeless today. Look at the resurrection. Perhaps you feel like you're not going to make it. Look at the resurrection. Get your head up and begin to look at the resurrected King, Jesus, who beat sin. He beat death. He beat everything. He is undefeated. Oh, it's so good. And so when you're struggling today or in the next few days or when you go through your next pandemic, you remember that Jesus is the waymaker. Jesus is the promise keeper. Jesus is the miracle worker. Come on. And Jesus is the light in the darkness. And a matter of fact, let me make it a little more personal for you. He's your way maker. He's your promise keeper. He's your miracle worker. He's your light in the middle of darkness. I'll share this verse with you and we're done. In Colossians three eleven, I love this. Says Christ is all that matters. Christ is all that matters. Pastor, are you saying that Christ is all that matters? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you're saying, like, Pastor, but I have a lot of concerns. I have, I have worries. I have fears. I have. I have all kinds of things. I mean, I have have this and I have that. and, and, And what you're saying to me is that Christ is all that matters. I mean, that just doesn't seem very fair or nice. I get it. I understand what you're saying. I understand that we want to be empathized with. But I'm just saying when we get focused on the things that don't matter... When we get focused on all the things of this world and the flesh and all the stuff that, I mean, how many of us have lost, almost lost our faith dealing with this last political system? And we say, Christ is all that matters. (laughs) Christ is all that matters. Say that with me. Christ is all that matters. That's, That's what we need to see. And then finally, watch this. And he lives in all of us. Christ is all that matters. And he lives in all of us. And this is, if you're like, okay, okay, who are the us? Who are the us? The us is anyone who has accepted Jesus as their resurrected Savior. And put him as Lord over their life by placing their faith and their trust in him. That's what it means to be a part of the us. And you know what I want for each one of us, whether we have it or not, is to be a part of the us. That's what I want to give you today on Easter so that he can be your way maker, so he can be your promise keeper, so he can be your miracle worker. Come on, because here you've got to see this. He's not these things if you don't have him. You don't get to piggyback on it. You either have it or you don't. And Jesus wants to give it to you today. Can we pray together? God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you are a miracle worker. Jesus, thank you for making a path. Thank you for bringing about your promises. Thank you for creating new possibilities today. Father, as we focus on your resurrected son, Jesus, we ask, Lord, that you would stir the hearts of men and women today that don't know you, that aren't a part of the us yet. Stir them up, God. Holy Spirit, would you speak to them? The Bible says that if we will confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus went to a cross, died a brutal death, and was resurrected, We can be restored back to God for eternity. And all it takes is putting our faith and trust in him. And so I want to simply ask you this question. Is that your story? And if it's not, I want to be able to pray with you. And so church, nobody's looking around. Heads are bowed and we're all praying together. I know that there's somebody here today that wants to take a step of faith. To enter into a relationship with Jesus, and so what I want to do is I want to lead you in a prayer, church. We're all going to pray together. I don't want anybody praying alone. But but if you're here today and this is something you want to do, I want you to repeat, repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I need a Savior. Will you forgive me of my sins? Will you be Lord of my life? I receive you today as my way maker. Oh, as my miracle worker. As my promise keeper. And as the light in my darkness. I choose this day to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we celebrate anybody that was making a decision today? Oh, it's so good.